there, Numbers chapter 13, verse 28. That's where we are going to be getting our main text this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, before I go uh, further, I'm just going to read from verse 1 uh, of Numbers chapter 13. If you are there, say, I'm there. If you are still looking, say, still looking. Hallelujah. Are we all there? Amen. Numbers chapter 13 from verse 1. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the children of Israel. From each tribe of their fathers you shall send a man, everyone a leader among them. Say a leader among them. Yes. Hallelujah. Uh, I'm going to skip a little bit to verse 16. These are the men of whom Moses sent to spy out the land. And Moses called Oshia the son of Nun, uh, Joshua. Then Moses sent the spy, sent them out to spy the land of Canaan, and said to them, Go up this way into the south, and go up to the mountains, and see what the land is like. When the people who dwell in it are whether the people who dwell in it are strong or weak, few or many, whether the land they dwell in is good or bad whether the cities they inhabit are like camps or strongholds, whether the land is rich or poor, and whether they are forests, whether they are forests or they are not. Be of good courage, hallelujah, and bring some fruit of the land. Say fruit of the land. Now the time was the season of the first ripe grapes, amen. It was the time of harvest, hallelujah, when they were sent out to go and spy the land of Canaan, the land which the Lord had promised to give the children of Israel. So he says, go and spy out the land. But when you come back, hallelujah, don't come back empty-handed, hallelujah. Bring proof, amen, say proof. Bring proof of what you are going to find there. Hallelujah. Bring proof of what you find in that land. So they went to the land of Canaan to spy out the land. Hallelujah. Do you have proof this morning that the Lord is good? What do you have in your hands? Do you have proof that the Lord is God? That he is seated on the throne of righteousness, ruling in majesty, reigning in power? Do you have proof of the goodness of the Lord this morning? They were sent out to spy the land, but they were told to bring evidence. Hallelujah. You need some evidence. Hallelujah. To, to show that the Lord is God. Hallelujah. He says, bring fruit. So they went out to spy the land from the, from the wilderness of Zin as far as Rehob, near the entrance of Hamath. And they went up through the south and came to Hebron, Ahiman, Shesha, and Tamai. The descendants of Anak were there. Hallelujah. Now Hebron was built seven years before Zion in Egypt. Then they came to the valley of Esco, and they cut down a branch with one cluster of grapes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So they cut some grapes. They carried it between the two of them on a pole. Hallelujah. They also brought some of the pomegranates and figs. The place was called the Valley of Esco because, the, because of the cluster which the men of Israel cut down there and they returned from spying out the land 
after 40 days. Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. Your word is powerful. It will not go back to you void without you accomplishing the purpose that you are sending your word. Father, we thank you, Lord, even as the rain comes upon the earth to give it life, to nourish it, to give it, oh God, to rejuvenate it. I pray your word this morning may do the same for our lives. Lord, our hearts are tilled like good ground. We are ready to receive. This morning, give us the capacity to receive, oh God, from you, from your throne. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. amen. Hallelujah. So the story that we just heard told us of how Moses sent out men from every tribe of Israel to go and spy the land. Hallelujah. To go and see what Canaan had in store. Hallelujah. God had promised them when he was taking them out of the land of Egypt that he was taking them to a land of milk and what? And honey. Hallelujah. He was taking them to a land of promise. Hallelujah. He had promised Abraham. If you read the book of Genesis, initially God said to Abraham, Abraham, lift up your eyes and see. Hallelujah. And he said to Abraham, this land that you are in, is going. I'm going to give this land to you, even to your descendants. Hallelujah. He had promised him land, fertile land. Hallelujah. So years after, hallelujah, now God caused Moses to lead the children of Israel. They had gone in as just one family into Egypt, but they came out of Egypt a nation. Hallelujah. They came out a great nation of two million people. Hallelujah. Now going to the place that God had promised them. And now they were at the borders of that place. Then Moses says to the man, go and see and spy out the land. What kind of people are settling in that land? What kind of, of, uh, of fortifications that they might have? What kind of men they be in that land? Hallelujah. So the children of Israel, so every man from every uh, tribe of Israel, they, they, they set apart men to go and see what the land had in store and told them to bring grapes or to, give, to bring fruit to show forth what the land had in store. I want to believe when Moses was given this instruction, there was one thing that he was aware of. Hallelujah. He was aware that the fruit in this land was going to be according to what God had said. He was, he was sure that what God had promised, hallelujah, that this land is a land that is fertile. It is a land of milk and honey. He knew that the fruit was going to be exceptional. Hallelujah. So he says to them, when you come back from that place, bring grapes from that place. Hallelujah. 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 God knows everything. He knows what it takes. Hallelujah. To bring to fruition everything that he has promised you. When he has promised you, he knows exactly what he is promising you. When he says he's going to do something for you, he knows exactly what it means that he's going to accomplish it. When he says, I'm going to bless you, he knows what that blessing is going to bring with it. Hallelujah. So when Moses is giving an instruction to Joshua and Caleb and the other men to bring fruit from the land, he was aware that the God that he had promised, hallelujah, was aware of the nature of fruit that was in Canaan. So he knew that this fruit would be impressive. It is meant for a sign, hallelujah, that the God that we serve has kept his word that he was bringing them to a land that is fatal. Hallelujah. What has God promised you this morning? Hallelujah. And when you think of what he has promised you, do you even 
at times think that it might, probably it's a mistake. Probably when you look at yourself and you look at the promise, when you measure yourself up according to the promise, then you find yourself probably you are like a gr- grasshopper. Probably the situation or, 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 or the land that God has promised you is too great for you. That you say, God, you, might, you must have made a mistake. Because I'm not worthy of this blessing. I'm not worthy to come into this blessing that you are talking about. How could I? How can I? Hallelujah. You look at your background and you size it up according to the promise. And then you say, you know what? God must have made a mistake. This can't be possible. Then you look around you say, God, what did you mean? Hallelujah. Who were you talking about? You can't surely be, have been talking about me. When I look at my history, when I look at where I come from, there is no way possible that this promise could have been for me. Hallelujah. That was the same situation the children of Israel were in. Hallelujah. They had been promised a land of milk and honey. And not only that, but this land, they, they were, the sons of Anak were in that land. Hallelujah. Now these men were giants. Hallelujah. These men were big men, hallelujah. They were not just ordinary men, but they were big men. Now, when the the spies came with the report, they said, we saw ourselves in their eyes like grasshoppers. Hallelujah. That's how big they were. That's how they were giants, hallelujah. Now, when you trace this race of giants, you will find out that it goes even to the line of Goliath. If you are accustomed with Goliath, he is the man that David went up against. Hallelujah. When David got to the battlefield, he found one man standing in the camp of the Philistines, insulting the children of Israel, saying to them, is there no man amongst you that will come and fight me? Hallelujah. That's how big he was. Hallelujah. And all the the men of Israel, every time this man would come out, they would go back and retreat to their tents because he was a fierce man. He was a scary man, hallelujah. He was fierce. They were so afraid, hallelujah. But one young man came from, from heading his father's ship and he says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that defiles the armies of our God? Hallelujah, God is looking for such men and women this morning that will look at the giants in their lives and say, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that defiles the armies of the Lord? Hallelujah. David says, is there no cause? Hallelujah. Is there no cause for a man to stand up and confront the giants? Hallelujah. Is there no cause for you to stand and confront what is ahead of you so that you can get into your promise? Hallelujah. When God has promised, you are going to face obstacles. When God has promised, you are going to face giants. Hallelujah. They went into the land. They said, we saw the fruit. The fruit was good, but we also saw giants in the land. They were discouraged. Hallelujah.
if you take a magnifying glass and you put it against a small thing, what that will do is it will magnify. It will magnify that thing. Hallelujah. It will make it bigger than it seems. Hallelujah. It's not as big as it seems, but because of the eye that you are looking at it through. Hallelujah. It seems bigger than what it, uh, what it is. Uh, uh, what it is in, in real uh, in, in real life, hallelujah. So sometimes, hallelujah, in life, we put on natural or fleshly eyes. Fleshly eyes will tell us that the situation we are facing is, in, is insurmountable. It cannot, be, it cannot be beat. It cannot be defeated. When we look at situations and circumstances through the natural eye, it will tell you that cancer cannot be cured. When you look at things through the natural eye, the natural eye will tell you that uh, HIV cannot be healed. When you look at things through the natural eye, it will tell you that this thing cannot be done. Hallelujah. When you look at things through the natural eye, it will tell you that at your age you cannot have that husband that God has promised you. When you take a look at things through the natural eye, it will say that business cannot be done by a Zimbabwean. When you look at things through the natural eye, the natural eye will tell you no one has ever done it in your life. How dare you? Who are you? Hallelujah. But refuse to look at things through the natural eye. And put on spiritual eyes. Hallelujah. There were same men, 12 different men. All of them, they went, they saw the same thing. Hallelujah. But they came back with a different report. What was the difference? It was a set of eyes through which they were looking at the circumstances. How do you see things? Hallelujah. What, what set of eyes do you have? Do you have spiritual eyes? Hallelujah. Because when you have spiritual eyes, like Paul, you say what? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. When you have spiritual eyes, you can say, you know what? No matter what I might face, no weapon formed against me will prevail. What, when you have spiritual eyes, you say all things are possible through Christ who strengthens me. You say with God, all things are possible. Hallelujah. How do you see things? Hallelujah. I want to encourage you this morning to put on a new set of eyes. Put on spiritual eyes. Hallelujah. These men, they came with a different reports. They had the fruit in their hand. Hallelujah. They had the evidence of the promise. They were holding the promise. In other words, the fruit that they brought was validating the promise that they had received. But they could not recognize that the promise that they had in their hands. Hallelujah. Sometimes in life, we face a, a situation where you have one area. That's an area of challenge. Hallelujah. Then we have many areas in our lives that are a testimony of the work of God. But sometimes we choose not to focus on the testimony, but we look at the thing that is the, the, the minor thing that's not in order in our lives. And then we classify or we, we, we form our theology based on what's not working. Then we say God is not able. But this morning you woke up and you had breath in your nostrils. Ha, hallelujah. This morning you woke up and you said, I'm going to the house of the Lord. This morning you had the strength to wake up and go to the house of the Lord. This morning you woke up, you got in your car. Hallelujah. You came to the house of the Lord. That's the testimony that the universe is still held by the sure hand, by the sure word of God. Hallelujah. The word of God says even creation testifies of the glory of God. You 
don't need to look further. If you look around this room, you'll see the, the handiwork of God. When you look at your neighbor, you'll see the power of God at work. For them to be alive, it is not by power, it is not by might, but it is by the spirit of the living God. It's a testimony, hallelujah, that our God is on the throne, hallelujah. They had the fruit in their hand, but they did not recognize that it was an assurance that the God who has promised was faithful. Do you have the fruit in your hand, yet you don't realize that God is saying, surely if I have given you fruit, I'm going to give you everything that you need. Hallelujah. Now, Paul says, he who has given us Christ, how much more shall he give us all things? Hallelujah. You have the cross to testify that he loves you, but yet you doubt his love. You have the cross saying, I love you. Hallelujah. For God so loved the world that he gave his what? His only begotten son that whosoever believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. You have the assurance of eternal life. But because of a minor thing, you have formed your theology around that minor thing. These men, they came back, their theology had changed. Their theology said, why did you bring us out of Egypt? This God must be a cruel God. How dare he bring us out of Egypt to kill us in the desert? Hallelujah. They, in other words, they were saying, this God is a cruel God. How dare him bring us out of Egypt where we're eating, we were eating garlic, where we're eating cucumbers. What, what's going on? How dare he? Hallelujah. How many times we find ourselves murmuring against God, complaining against God because of one minor thing, yet the rest of our lives is a resume of God, that he is a God that is able. They were where they were because God had parted the Red Sea for them. They were where they were because God had given them manna in the desert. They were where they were because every day they would wake up, they would, they would eat a what is this provided by God. Everything testifying of the goodness of the Lord. But one minor thing caused them to say this God must be a cruel God. My God, I'm preaching to myself too. Hallelujah. 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 I'm encouraging myself in the Lord. The word of God says when David came back from war and he found that his household and everything that he had had been taken, he said, God, give me the effort. In other words, he put on the, the, the clothes of warfare and went into battle. And the word of God says he inquired of the Lord and said to the Lord, Lord, shall I pursue? Will I overtake? Will I retrieve? Then the Lord says, pursue. You shall overtake. You shall regain all. This morning, I have a word for somebody that the Lord is saying, the promise is not dead. What I have promised you is not dead. It's still living. What I promised you it's not dead you will come into it your possession your promise for you is sure the promises of God are yes and amen through Jesus Christ our Lord my promise is not dead hallelujah I refuse to base my theology on what's not working, but I focus on God. He has brought me this far. Yes, he is Ebenezer, Jehovah, the Lord that has brought us this far. Ebenezer, Jehovah, Ebenezer, Jehovah, Ebenezer, Jehovah, Ebenezer, Jehovah, Ebenezer, Ebenezer, Jehovah, 
Ebenezer, Jehovah, he has brought me this far. He will not leave me. He has brought me this far. He will open a door. He has brought me this far. He will make a way. He has brought me this far. Rivers in the desert. He has brought me this far. He will prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. He has brought me this far for his glory. Hallelujah. They went in there. They came back holding fruit. Hallelujah. They had the evidence of the goodness of God in their hands. How do you see God this morning? How do you perceive the great I am this morning? How do you perceive God this morning? How do you perceive what he says concerning you? This man, they came back with a different report. They said, yes, we brought the fruits, but this land swallows up people. Hallelujah. They exaggerated the circumstances. They said, this land eats up people. Hallelujah. This land kills people. But there are fruit and evidence that contradicts that saying this land is fruitful. Hallelujah. 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 Do not doubt God. When you're facing doubt, doubt your doubt. And say doubt, you want me to doubt God, but I doubt you. Hallelujah. Doubt your doubt. Believe in God. Have faith in God. The just shall not live by sight, but they live by faith. Hallelujah. This man, they came holding the fruit of the promise of God in their hand. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes we are, we are too proud because we think the resume of Jehovah will change when it comes to us. Do you think that he will spoil his good resume <laughs> that says, creator of the heaven and earth, there was nothing. Then he said, let there be light. And in chaos and in confusion, light came. Then he, after that, he created everything and spoke everything into existence. Then he said, now I've done this. Now let me create men in my own image. Then he goes there on his resume and he says, creator of men. <laughs> then he provided. Then he says, now I'm going to position men in the garden. And I'm going to give him authority. And he says, the giver of dominion and authority. His resume. His resume. Then he says, now men has fallen. But what shall I do? Let me kill an animal in the garden and cover their nakedness. Then he says, the atoner of the sins of man. <laughs> Hallelujah. His resume, he's writing his resume from the book, from the beginning of the world. And his resume, when I look at it this morning, his resume says, impressive. Hallelujah. He has a, a, an impressive resume. But when it comes to us, then we think Jehovah will now say when it comes to Marvin. And when he got Marvin, he failed. <laughs> what brides. Hallelujah. What bride, hallelujah. Sometimes that's how we perceive God. That we think our lives are so special that he will fail us. So that he can spoil an impressive resume of never failing. Of never ever failing. He has never failed and he will not fail you. He will not fail you. He will make a way for you, hallelujah. Hallelujah. This man, they perceive the circumstances differently. This land swallows our people. How dare this God? But I want you to listen to what Caleb and Joshua say. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Verse 30. Now Caleb, hallelujah, my God, quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession, for we are able to overcome it. I like what this, young, this man did. What did he do? What was the first thing he did? He quieted the people. There are times you have got to silence voice of doubt. And say, voices of doubt, be quiet. <laughs> One day Jesus went to raise, to raise up a daughter, a girl from death. And the word of God says, when he went, entered in there, he perceived their unbelief. What did he do? He kicked them out. <laughs> we have no time to deal with what? With unbelievers. He took them out. Hallelujah. Because he had to quiet the voices of doubt. Yeah. Wasn't Jesus God? He was God. But there were voices of doubt in that room. That he had to get rid of for this young man to for this young lady to, to arise. Then he went to the to the young lady and said, Talita, Kumai. And the young girl rose from death. Hallelujah. He had to silence the voices of doubt. There are times you've got to speak to the voices that speak contrary things to the word of God. And say, yes, I understand circumstances, but my word says, my, the word of God says he is the creator of heaven and earth. My word says, ask for the nations and I'll give them to you as an inheritance, even the uttermost parts of the world for your possession. You have to look at the word of God and say, Lord, I'm going to meditate upon your word day and night and all will go well with me. Hallelujah. You have to meditate upon the word of God and let the word, the word of God says be what? Be transformed by the what? By the renewing of your mind. Be transformed. Renew your mind. The way you think, quiet the voices of doubt. Quiet the voices that speak doubt and unbelief. He quieted them and then he began to speak. Hallelujah. And said, let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying, the land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. They... There, was, there we saw giants. The descendants of Anak came from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. We were like grasshoppers. What it says, we saw ourselves as grasshoppers. So in their eyes, what did we become? Grasshoppers. Right? The way you see yourself, the word of God says, as a man thinketh, so is what? So is he. They saw themselves as what? As grasshoppers. And that image was translated into the to be the image that the Anak saw the children of Israel through. They saw them as grasshoppers because they perceived themselves as grasshoppers. What's the perception you have of yourself? Is it godly? Is it from the word of God? How do you view yourself? Do you view yourself as a grasshopper? We, uh, two weeks ago, we were talking about a man called Murphy Bosheth who said to the king, I'm just a dog. He saw himself as a dog, as a man without anything. Hallelujah. And these men are saying, we are grasshoppers. And they were viewed like grasshoppers. Hallelujah. Don't give the devil a foothold in your life. View yourself as God views you. 
You are who God has said you are. The word of God says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are a royal priesthood, a peculiar people, a generation belonging to God. You have been set apart for the kingdom of God. That's who you are. That's who you are. Nothing less, nothing more. A child of God, an heir of the promises of Abraham. You share in the commonwealth of Israel. You are an heir. Therefore, you are a son. Therefore, an heir. Everything that belongs to God is yours. That's the attitude you have to have. Change your attitude and say, I'm a child of God. I'm an heir of the promises of God. I'm a recipient. I'm a servant of the Lord. Every voice that rises up in condemnation, I will rebuke. I will quieten every voice of doubt, every voice of contradiction, every voice of condemnation. You are who God says you are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Chapter 14. Let's hear the report. We heard the report of Caleb. Let's hear the report of Joshua. Verse 6 of chapter 14. But Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephna, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes. Hallelujah. And they spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, The land we pass through to spy is an exceedingly good land. Hallelujah. We heard another contrary report that says the land swallows our people. But we hear another report. That land is an exceedingly good land. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My God. Hallelujah. When he has promised you something, ain't it, ain't it amazing that what was a blessing, they begin to categorize it as a curse. Your blessing, instead of you taking it as it is, <laughs> you begin to disdain or you, you begin to ridicule that gift. You begin to look at your blessing because you think it's unachievable, but you begin to, 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 to shun that blessing that God wants to give you. My God, hallelujah. I've heard some say, you know what? Being a pastor is a curse. I refuse that. Because my word tells me, blessed are the feet that of those that carry the good news. Hallelujah. I, blessed is this. The word of God says, blessed are the feet of them that carry the word, the gospel. This is a blessing. It's not a curse. I refuse it. Hallelujah. Because this is in my inheritance. Because the moment you begin to shun your gifting and your calling, the moment you begin to shun your blessing, you cannot receive it fully. You cannot receive what God has given you because you have disdained it, because you thought it, it's, it's unachievable. You thought, I've heard people talking about, you know, if you have a lot of money, you, you won't want to serve God. But you can serve God even with money. Hallelujah. Then we shine, we shine those people whom God has provided for because we think we cannot get to that point. Then we begin to ridicule people that have been blessed with wealth. Who will finance the kingdom? The kingdom of God will be in jeopardy without money. Hallelujah. Without resources, we need resources. We need people that have good jobs in this place. Hallelujah. We need people that are being promoted so that the kingdom of God can be advanced. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Hallelujah. It's good, yes. Don't say, ah, oh, no, education is not important. Hallelujah. Because you think it's unattainable. Hallelujah. 
Run after that gifting. Run after that blessing. Don't shun it because you think it's an, it's an, it's an, you can't accomplish it. Hallelujah. This man said, this land swallows our people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This land eats our people. Why? Because it's not that they didn't want the land. They had evidence that this land was good. Amen. They had evidence that there were grapes in this land. How can the land that eats our people have so much fruit? Hallelujah. 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 But you know what? Grasshoppers don't eat grapes. You know that, right? Grasshoppers don't eat the fruit. Grasshoppers eat leaves. They don't eat the fruit. We don't want to miss the fruit. Hallelujah. Because we are, because of our perception of things. Say, God, change the way I view things. Lord, change the way I perceive. Hallelujah. Refuse to have blinkers in your eyes. And say, God, whatever it is that you have promised your children, I want it for my inheritance. I'm not settling for less because I think it's unachievable. It's unattainable. Hallelujah. They begin to call a blessing a curse. But thank God for Joshua and Caleb. Hallelujah. May God raise Joshua's and Caleb's in our generation. May God raise up men and women in this place that will say we will do it. That will say this land is pleasant. May God raise up men and women that will say in, the land of the, in this land of the living we will see the goodness of the Lord. Hallelujah. The land we passed to, to, uh, through to spy out is exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us. If the Lord delights in you, he will give you all things. The word of God says the young lion lacks, but they that trust in the name of the Lord will not lack anything that is good. Every good thing God will provide. Everything that is good, he will give it to you. Hallelujah. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will make your ways perfect. Hallelujah. He will make your ways perfect. So they say to one another, uh, he will bring us into this land and give it to us. A land which what? Which flows with milk and what? And honey. Hallelujah. Only do not rebel against the Lord. Nor fear the people of the land. Hallelujah. Fear can be very crippling. Fear can paralyze you. Hallelujah. To where you will not walk in what God wants to give you because you are afraid. That's why the word of God says he has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, of a sound mind, and of self-control. Hallelujah. It's important that we have self-control, we have a sound mind, we have power. That's the spirit that he has given us. He will bring us into this land. And listen to what, this, this, uh, to what Joshua and Caleb go on to say. He says, they are our bread. Their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. Hallelujah. How has these enemies tend to become food? How have your obstacles tend to become bread? Hallelujah. That's what he's saying. These giants, they are our bread. Hallelujah. They are not meant to kill us. They are meant to make us stronger. The challenges you are facing, it's meant to give you a testimony in the place of, of trials. Hallelujah. Amen. He wants to exchange in the place of chaos and confusion. He wants to give you a sermon. Hallelujah. He wants to give you a message. Hallelujah. He wants to give you a testimony in the midst of tears and trials. 
Hallelujah. There is no testimony without tears and mourning. Hallelujah. They mourned. Hallelujah. They took off, they rent their garments and said, do not fear. These people are our bread. How do you perceive challenges in your life? They are not meant to kill you. They are meant to make you stronger. The word of God says you are not tempted beyond what you cannot, you cannot overcome. Hallelujah. <coughs> Hallelujah. Amen. We are not tempted beyond what you cannot overcome. Everything that you are going to, to face is brought your way to make you stronger. Amen. I know sometimes we, 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 we meditate upon the story of Job. How God took, uh, how the devil took everything that Job had. But do you ever go to the, to the last chapter of that book of Job and read what happened to Job? That everything that Job had, had lost, God restored it to him. Ten times more. If, if he had 1,000 carol, he got, he, he got 10,000 back. Hallelujah. What was meant to kill him did not kill him. Hallelujah. What he faced, more than, more than God saying or punishing Job, God was saying to the devil, throw anything that you can to this man. That's how much I trust him. Sometimes the trials and the temptations you are going through, it's because God trusts you. How will you prove him? Hallelujah. He trusted the children of Israel enough to promise them a land with giants. But they did not realize it. That's why Joshua and Caleb realized it. If he has promised us a land with giants, hallelujah, it means the table has been set for us. If he has promised us a land with giants, it means a table is set before us. That's how he perceived it. It means this is for our taking. It's for our strengthening. It's for our growth. It's for our good. Hallelujah. They had the land at their disposal. He didn't, they didn't understand that they were fighting a fixed match. God does all the fighting and they get all the praise. The word of God says, and when, you read, when you read later on, that it will say when, when they were going into Canaan, the Canaanites were all afraid when they went to take up Jericho. It says that the, 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 the people of Jericho, their hearts had been filled with fear because of the noise and, 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 and the praise and, and everything that they had heard concerning the children of Israel. Hallelujah. God was doing all the exploits, but the ones that were being feared were the children of Israel. Hallelujah. It's only an opportunity for you to take part in the battle. We are fighting a, a fixed match. All you have to do is kick the ball somebody. Don't give up. Hallelujah. Don't faint. Hallelujah. Victory is, as, is, is, is assured. Hallelujah. Don't give up. Run the race. Hallelujah. Don't faint. It's meant for your food. It's meant to strengthen you. It's meant to make you better. Hallelujah. Don't be afraid. Hallelujah. Walk into the land and possess everything that God has allotted for you. Hallelujah. No matter how difficult it might seem, no matter how hard it might seem, but it is meant for food. Hallelujah. Every obstacle you will face, it is not meant to kill you. There is no, nothing that you will face. The word of God says you are not tempted beyond what you cannot overcome. There is no temptation or trial that you face such as not is common to man. Hallelujah. Everything you are facing, even Jesus Christ faced it so that he can be an able help and aid to those that are children of faith. Yeah. Hallelujah. That's what the Bible tells us. That's what his word tells us. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. We want to stand up to our feet this morning. I don't know what God has promised you. I don't know what God has said he's going to do for you. 
But this morning I am assured of this. Hallelujah. That the God that we serve, if he says he's going to bring it into this land, that's surely what he's going to do. This morning I'm confident of this. Hallelujah. That a table is set before you for you to go in and possess the land. Hallelujah. This morning I'm certain of this thing. Hallelujah. That our God is a God who keeps his covenant. Hallelujah. He is a covenant-keeping God. And we are people of covenant. We are the children of covenant. If he says he's going to do something, that's exactly what he will do. Don't be afraid. Don't look at the situation. Hallelujah. There, there are different ways to deal with giants. You can look at a giant and run away. That's one way. Hallelujah. Say amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You can look at a giant and run away. Hallelujah. Amen. Or you can confront a giant and say, I come to you in the name of the Lord that you defile. I come to you in the name of our Lord. Hallelujah. By the end of this day, your head I'm going to feed to the birds of the air. There is a way to confront giants. David confronted his giant and said, this giant, by the end of this day, I will have his head in my hands. Hallelujah. 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 I don't know what God has promised you. I don't know what he said he would do for you. And you have begun to doubt. You had begun to look at the giants and began to think that is impossible. I've come to say, believe again. I've come to say hope again. I've come to say trust again. Trust in the Lord one more time. Believe in the Lord one more time. Hallelujah. 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 I believe even in this nation that you and I will build a great church. Hallelujah. I believe in this nation people will come to this house sick and they will be healed. I believe because he that promised is faithful. I believe that this house will be a beacon of light. I believe. What do you believe concerning your life? What do you believe concerning your future? Hallelujah. Start that business. Send in that application. Don't be afraid of the giants. Send in that application. Put your name there. Sign those documents. Do what has to be done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do not fret. Do not be afraid. Do not fear. Hallelujah. If he did it for David, I believe he can do it for us too. He can do it for you and I. Hallelujah. All things are possible. We want to go before the Lord. You know the giants you are facing in your life. You know the obstacles that you are facing in your life. You know the voices of doubt that have been coming your way to dissuade you from pursuing your dream. To dissuade you from pursuing what God said is, is for you. I want you to go before the Lord with your life. And say, God, here I am. Lord, give me the spirit of Joshua. Give me the spirit of Caleb. That says, Lord, this is food. Hallelujah. Begin to perceive things differently. Say, God, I'm not a grasshopper. I'm a man of valor. I'm a woman of valor. Yes, begin to go before the Lord. Come and pray for your life. Pray for your life. You know the giants you have been facing. You know the circumstances you have been facing. You know the doors that have been locked for you. You know the doors you need to open. 
Go before the Lord. Pray unto the Lord. Lord, we release your people to their destiny, to their place of promise. Father, we thank you for your resume. You have an impeccable resume. You have a resume of no knowing, no failure. You don't 